been talking about going back to school and how it's different all across the country. In California, for example, they're really in a battle, particularly in Los Angeles, and it has uh, gotten, not surprisingly, down into racial accusations uh, and a teacher's union slamming the California school's plan as, quote, propagating structural racism. Why is it uh, so difficult to get kids back into school when the science seems to show uh, all across the board that kids do not transmit this or share it? And so if we can put people on airplanes, as many people have pointed out, why is it so impossible to get teachers in the classrooms? John Stossel joins us. You, of course, remember John from uh, 2020, Fox News, many more, with Stossel TV now. And we're happy to have him on the program. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for coming on. Tell us your uh, your take on, on, on what is really going on that is delaying getting our kids back into the classrooms when it seems that everybody who has a kid wants their kids back in the classroom. Um, two things. One is that fear screws everybody up, and people make irrational decisions when they're scared and bad at adjusting for what the risks are. But in this case, in addition, you've got a bunch of teacher organizations, and it's not just the unions. Sometimes it's the PTAs, uh, the local bureaucracy, and they're getting paid without working. So why take any risk if you can get paid to not work? And you can be a victim and talk about your grievances and how you're underpaid and how we need welfare for all and all the other irrelevant nonsense Los Angeles teachers you turn with. And also, I think, Chicago and something in Detroit. Well, I, they all I, want I, to go back to work. I, I Well, Detroit is actually is going back to work here. This is where we're broadcasting from. But I want to play a cut here um, from the head of the Los Angeles Teachers Union, uh, Cecily Miart Cruz, who uh, made this accusation in terms of the desire to get teachers and kids back into the classrooms in Los Angeles. Cut 15. Some voices are being allowed to speak louder than others. We have to call out the privilege behind the largely white, wealthy parents driving the push for a rushed return. Their experience of this pandemic is not our students' families' experiences. Now, there are a couple facts that need to be stated around this. First of all, we looked it up, and the Los Angeles rate within Los Angeles County, where these teachers are, uh, of infection is actually less than the rest of the state of California. The rest of the state of California is 15%, and this is 12% or something like that. On top of that, there's a lot of evidence that the kids who are suffering the most from the absence from the classroom are kids of color, are uh, economically challenged kids, are kids in those communities. So why does this, in in her mind, turn into white, wealthy parents, and this is another structural racism issue? Because it works. Because the debaters on the other side are largely white and often wealthy, and... They feel so uncomfortable facing a black woman with that accusation that they just fold. Well, how long can can this go on with kids not being in school? I mean, the, the, the toll that it's taking 
first of all, academically is is immeasurable. I mean, people are literally missing a year of their of their schooling and then trying. They're going to regress because what they haven't been learning when they finally do get back, maybe in September, uh, you're going to have to learn stuff all over again. Plus the depression, the suicides, the 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 uh, substance abuse, all the things that I mean, we can't just keep going on keeping kids out of school while we argue over over race or other related things, can we? Uh, we've done it a long time, but it looks like we're not going to. As you say, Detroit opened. The Catholic schools pretty much have been open the whole time. Um, also, you gave in to them when you said when school opens in September. Why, after this year, when they kept the kids out, don't they have summer school? They should yeah. reopen in June, if not now. Yeah, we Why discussed that. Why did they get the that, summer yeah. off after having a year yeah. off? I know, like, we'll go back to school in <laughs> mid-May, and it's like, well, it's time for summer break. Everybody go home. That does seem a little I strange. Just, it's awful what they do. The good, the, the happy part, and I did a, one of my weekly videos on this, and I am having a... Having left Fox because I wanted to reach young people, I released video on Facebook and YouTube every week. And in this one, we did one on the teachers. Um, now I'm just spaced out and totally forgot my point. So what would you, what would you ask? <laughs> well, you made a video. <laughs> you told me you made a video about this very point, and uh, we were talking about how long you know, the summer breaks, and, uh, and, and and why don't they go in the summertime? Oh, like I know. That. I made a different video on the silver lining, which is that a lot of parents discovered, hey, we like doing it ourselves. And homeschooling isn't for everyone, but people who form these pods of a group of parents, sometimes they bring in maybe a tutor. This kind of experimentation is cool, and some of it will stick, and it'll take away a little power of the anti-choice bureaucracy. Are the teachers' unions traditionally this strong? I know that they were huge supporters of of uh, Joe Biden's campaign, and there are accusations that that's why, you know, th- there's not a big pushback on his part or people in his administration. But they have, have they held sway like this for a long time? Yes. And they've long been the biggest giver to Democratic politicians. The trial lawyers come in second, but they've always been very powerful. Hmm. Well, we'll see where it goes. There's the teachers. Everybody loves teachers. Who could argue against the teachers? But weirdly, it's not just the unions, though the unions are really bad. But even in states that don't have unions, and there are some, just the blob, as the reformers call it, the education bureaucracy, trying to argue with them is like, Boxing with tar. They, <laughs> they don't give counter arguments. They just hold on to their stupid rules. I mean, well, they're spending now 20000 per kid and saying they don't have enough money. That's $400,000 per classroom. Think what you could do with 400000 You could hire six great teachers. Wow. They just bury the money in the bureaucracy. Mm. John Stossel, I want to thank you for spending some time with us. I hope you come back and join us again. 